Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, an exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back, Internet Fam Bam. I'm so excited, guys. What episode are we on? Episode 30. <laughs> guys, we made it. We made it to 30 Oh, episodes. my God. I know, that's we crazy. We have been on this journey together and with you guys listening at home or in your car or outside or wherever you are. 30 <laughs> episodes. 30 episodes. You know what's really cool, too? This episode is coming out two weeks before my 30th birthday oh wow oh, wow. so, oh 30 is very special this v- month you know yeah. we've heard 30 times that priya priya darshani starts off every episode going hello hello we've heard that 30 <laughs> times i've <laughs> more than that probably but yes times. Wow. i just love it I so love cool it. I love it. so cool we've made it thus far it means so much and if you've stuck with us to this point thank you so so much it means so much because we wouldn't be here without you guys from wherever you're listening around the world we are so grateful yeah yeah. Let's do it. All, All right. right. Summary of ch- the, we were on text, uh, chapter five, text one through five. <laughs> yes. And we'll take us through the summary. I got you. Okay. So basically chapter five is karma yoga, action and Krishna consciousness. Mm-hmm. And Arjuna starts off asking like, well, am I supposed to go to the forest or am I supposed to work with the mindset of like, this is for you, Krishna? Like, what am I supposed to do? What's the most beneficial way to do this? Right. Right? Because to me, they Clarify. sound contradictory. He says. It's like, I mean, if both are good, like, why can I choose? Or like, are they contradictory? Like, what's the situation here? It. Right. And so then Krishna's like, well, listen, let me tell you. Work in devotion or like bhakti yoga or devotional service is the way to go. And let me tell you why over and over again. Yes. And let me tell you why over and over again so that you make sure you understand it. And so he's kind of just like telling us, you know, um, that we shouldn't desire the fruit of our activities and we should be free from all dualities. Be equipoised. Being equipoised. In good times and bad times. Yeah. And that even though there's other ways such as the Sankhya philosophy, which is very analytical, (laughs) um, that, you know, devotional service is the best way. And, but, Sankhya Yoga can get you there too. It'll just take a little longer, right? And devotional yeah. service, we mean like building a relationship with Krishna, Yeah, right? simultaneously as you're doing your job in this material world, yes. whether, whether that whatever, might be... Whatever that is. Uh, a comedian, a account, teacher, right, an accountant, right. a fireman, a firewoman, a producer, a podcaster. A podcast right, producer. Right. <laughs> and I love how there's this phrase, in action, in knowledge, because that's why Arjuna was kind of clarifying for our sake, because he's essentially a pure devotee of Krishna who deep down knows all of this. He was like, are you telling me to do in action, meaning I can? It's a go, a green flag that I can run into the forest? And Krishna's like, no, no, it's not in action. It's in action in full knowledge, meaning right. that... Through your internal mindset, you're able to transform, like in full knowledge, meaning knowing the concepts of karma yoga and all of that, you're able to not acquire any more karma, which is action. So in action, meaning that your actions don't acquire good or bad karma. So there's, right. it's essentially as if you're doing no action, but you got to do the action. If you're basically, if you're doing your job with Krishna in mind, for yeah. Krishna, like all... <laughs> All connected to Krishna in one way it's or another. It's all Krishna. It's all Krishna. How many times do you say Krishna? <laughs> Krishna, 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 Krishna. <laughs> if you're doing your job for Krishna with Krishna in mind and all of that, then the things, the there's no more like lines attaching you to this right, world, right? There's right. no more bondage. Break, break you're not making race. bad or good karma. You're not building yourself up for another life. Yeah. Right. And, Sh- and Shamli, I liked what you said. You said like 
Arjuna deep down knows all of this mm-hmm. stuff, right? Because he's a pure devotee. He's like literally having this conversation on the battlefield with Krishna, who is God, right? And right. so like he he knows deep down all of these answers, but he's asking for clarification essentially for all of his dumb friends. Like it's us, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like he's like, he's like, let me help these guys out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to point out the importance <laughs> of Arjuna, didn't they say one, I don't remember which text ago that was saying wherever Krishna goes, his eternal associates go, meaning Arjuna again and again and again will come life after life to help Krishna out in his pastimes. He's always going to be there with Krishna. He's one of his eternal associates. The difference was we were talking about in that chapter that Krishna will remember all of these and Arjuna will not remember all of the past lives. True that. Yeah. All right. The invocation line. Oh, yes. Uh, Golden Nugget. Oh, yes. We almost forgot our new segment, which is called Golden Golden Nuggets. Nuggets. (laughs) I love doing that with you guys. (laughs) All righty. So the last one from last episode, which if you have not heard, please go back and tune into that one and then come back here and listen to the 30th episode. Um, That one was God can be understood in three ways. Number one, all pervading energy. Number two, in the heart. And number three, as a person. So this new Golden Nugget of today is... God or Krishna is like the root of a tree and we are like the leaves. When we feel true love for God, it will extend to every living being as they are connected, like watering the root. Mm. Mm. So we got to water the root. We got to do some watering. Build that personal relationship (laughs) and water the root. Yes. That was was it. That was beautiful. All right. Invocation, that is... Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Translation. I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto him. Beautiful. And I always love seeing Shama's face as we like, I open my eyes towards the end of the invocations and Shama's just like serenely smiling, sitting in between us <laughs> to you, give you, you a little visual. You know, you know, you think it's so serene where I'm like, don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. I have one job. I have one job. Don't screw this up. That's what I'm thinking. But I like what you think about me. That's good. <laughs> we did not have to tell that to the listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No one will ever know. Anyway. All right, All chapter right. five, text number six, Priyadarshini. All right. Merely renouncing all activities, yet not engaging in the devotional service of the Lord cannot make one happy. But a thoughtful person engaged in devotional service can achieve achieve the supreme without delay. Right. So meaning, basically, yeah. Like, go ahead again. Yeah. Meaning that um, if you just go live under a bridge, but you don't really seek to do devotional service for Krishna, you are not, not going to be happy. You're not you going to be happy. You can give up your, your wife and your kids and your car and your house and you can <laughs> give all that up and just run away to the forest. But Krishna is saying here that it will not make you happy. Yeah. That you need to do devotional service. Um, and when you do that, you can reach the Supreme without delay. Right, I, I like had that. a random- I like that with del- without delay part because I don't because I'm impatient and it's like <laughs> if I do emotional service, I could build that relationship with Krishna and uh, and uh, and reach quickly. Krishna quickly, mm-hmm. right? That's the, that's the whole shebang there, yes. right? I like this verse a lot. <laughs> you like those loopholes? Yeah, I like loopholes. <laughs> I had the image, you know, just pop into my head of this like hypothetical person. Let's call him. Give me a name, Shama. Greg. 
Okay, oh you come goodness. up with the best <laughs> names. <laughs> That so, was the most, I, that's all I came, I don't Gregory, know. Gregory, or as we like to call him, Greg. Greg. Just graduated from college. He's a little disillusioned with the world. He wants to do good and make change, but he's just frustrated capitalism, all those things, you know, frustrate He doesn't Greg. like capitalistic chat, his no. friend who graduated with him. <laughs> <laughs> so Greg's like, I've had it. I'm going to quit everything. He has a good job, stable job that grounds him. He's just going to, I'm going to quit everything and do nothing. There we go. I'm not going to partake in society. Yes. Month after month after month of Liz Greg sitting on the couch. You think he's going to be happy and fulfilled by not doing anything, by inaction mm. in its true sense of yeah. inaction, not the obscure inaction that we've been talking about that's like, ah, through your mindset, you're you're not going to gain the good or bad results of karma. That that inaction, no. Greg, Greg, Greg my God, <laughs> Greg, Greg is doing inaction in the true sense of inaction and doing nothing. He's going to be miserable because in life, this it's about connection, about reason relationships and we're trying to develop the relation the ultimate relationship with the supreme i imagine greg is kind of like environmentally like environmental major you, you know, know I, mean? I did too right? i did <laughs> too Shama. he's so fed up because he knows about global warming he knows uh-huh. about the scientific effects and like he might get disillusioned and kind of just like disempowered where he's like no one else is caring about this as much as i am and it's yeah. so disheartening and i'm just gonna give up but he shouldn't be doing that right yeah, like the best case scenario for him is actually to say okay well i can make a difference right right i can try my best try. i can try in ways and and maybe keep krishna in mind too yes. and maybe do a little devotional service on the side too yes. that right. is you know and so that might make him feel more fulfilled than running away and saying, I don't care because he cares. He cares. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, when you said environmental studies, that's so funny because before you said that, I had this image that I thought, ah, I'm not going to go through the branches and get a so on a tangent. He's the person that brings the empirical case studies that like three people in the world read and he's running to everyone's face. Don't you care? Don't, don't, you, don't care? you care? <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen that Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Um, it's called Don't Look Up. Oh, I haven't seen it, but oh I heard God, about guys, it. Guys, you need to watch this, right? Yeah. Because they, they talk about like exactly this environmentalism and like literally he, he's like, look at all the right. proof, look at all the proof. And like, they don't get disheartened. Oh my God, and so, I did watch it. I yes. just forgot. It's, yeah. it's, it's a good, if you haven't seen it, go watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But then also there's, there's a spiritual part to it too, which, which I think our listeners will put together. Yeah, because well, you know what? It's ultimately like we're in the age of Kali Yuga, the fourth cycle of this world where things are rampant with immorality we're look at the way we're treating the planet which is going to be a byproduct then of like of course is going to go into a horrible uh global warming scenario we're already in it yeah Yeah, we're in it so swimming it's like almost like swimming against the current if you're going to try alone to just change everything it's it's running its course its trajectory is going in a certain direction so but we be still the have to change. Try. We yeah. still have to try. That's the whole thing here, right? Try, we still have to try. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, be the change you want to see. So it starts with chaining your chaining, changing your mm. own self, your own mentality, and then trying to inspire others in that way. Love that. Beautifully said. That's okay. good. Take seven. Ah, can, sorry. I, I got so sidetracked with Greg. Can I read one final oh part God. of the purport yes, of, of, of text six? I just love it. The last line says, the conclusion is that those who are engaged in Krishna consciousness are better situated than sannyasis or one who, one who renounces everything better than sannyasis engaged in simple speculation about whatever topics they might be speculating about. Although they too come to Krishna consciousness after many births. So 
ultimately we have to be engaged in devotional service. That's the way to go. And I think in this case, uh, I'm not sure though. Are they referring to sannyasis like the Mayavadi sannyasis? Uh, yeah, good yes, different clarification. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sannyasis like within the Bhakti Yoga path who are also practicing devotional service. More sannyasis who are into the like, we're all one, yeah. light, emergence. Everything is air, everything is light. Burning man sannyasis. No, that's a, that's a good <laughs> no, wait, clarification. Is that right? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Burning man sannyasis. Yeah. It's all one, all love. It's all love. I mean, it is all love, but we're not all one. So it's a little more complex than that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There's a little more to it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Text, Text number seven. seven. Shamasangita. One who works in devotion, who is a pure soul, and who controls his mind and senses is dear to everyone, mm -hmm. and everyone is dear to him. Though always working, such a man is never entangled. Mm -hmm. That's so sweet. I love that is sweet. That Can is we break it down? Yeah, let's break it down. So one who works in devotion, so who's doing devotional service. Right. Yes. So we've talked about that. Whether you're directly doing devotional service, like whatever, sweeping the temple, that's beautiful. That's bhakti yoga, direct devotional service. We're teaching little or, souls like you do. Or on the flip side, yeah. right. Whether through your temporary dharma, like teaching, like an, that accountant, like Greg and Capitalistic Chad, mm -hmm. through karma yoga, <laughs> all the Characters we've made up over the last few episodes. <laughs> Welcome to the modern yogi. <laughs> so whether you're doing direct devotional service or transforming your temporary dharma through karma yoga, it's all about trying to do work in devotional service. Who's a pure soul who controls his mind and senses. This is my favorite part, okay? Who uh, who is dear to everyone, meaning they're a nice person and everyone is dear to him. Like yeah. this is basically Krishna saying, don't be a jerk. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a, a, someone who is engaged in devotional service, who is a good soul, is mm. kind to everyone. And mm -hmm. in return, karmically, that person is kind to them because they recognize that that person right. is a good soul. And it means you're never entangled, meaning you're not tied to this bondage of this material mm -hmm. world. So basically, the right. kinder, the more self-aware you are, like pure soul, meaning like good intentions, who has control with this mind, which means you're not doing too right. much or too little of any necessity or anything, right? right. Uh, and who... And controlling your senses again, or and who's dear to everyone, and everyone's dear to him. So like everyone is a friend. Yes, well, right. Everyone is kind. Like some, I, I I feel like there's those kind of people out there who might even not know Krishna, but they're just naturally like kind-hearted, loving. Mm -hmm. Right. There's gentle, a lot of the opposite, but there's, you know, but there's good ones too. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting because there's a few interpretations and meanings to this because there's that and you definitely have to treat people because in that way, because they're all Krishna's within their heart. You, you treat them in that way. But there's also another way to see it that, okay, one who works in devotion is a pure soul and controls his mind and senses. So one who does all of this is dear to everyone and everyone is dear to him because naturally, if you do these things, people will kind of be gravitated towards you because, you know, whenever a presence like any of our spiritual masters, for example, yeah. they're pure souls, they've controlled their minds and their senses. They are dear to everyone because they're just such a light, such a yeah. presence. People around them feel calm. And then naturally we want to be around them and be inspired by them. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that what we're all kind of striving for, right? Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. to, to, to like everyone and to be liked by everyone, yeah. like deep down. I mean, we all care what other people think about us, you know? Yep. And I think right. there is a process that we need to go through spiritually to cleanse ourselves so that we are nice to everybody. Like, and so we don't get ticked off when someone cuts us off, like on the 405 highway, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's hard, right? Yeah. And so right. it's, it's a journey to get to this place 
place where you're nice to everybody. Everybody's nice to you. And uh, sometimes yeah. it's, not, it's easier said than done. I mean, I feel like you're one of those people, Shamas and Gita. What? Tell me yeah. more. Yeah, yeah I feel mean? like in, in, a, in a perception, <laughs> like you treat everyone really kindly. You're very friendly. I remember when we first started surfing, there was a, a girl that was surfing on her own. And she saw that there was a three of, three of us girls surfing too. And she like came up. Talking to us, right, and like yeah. trying to initiate conversation, and we, the other girl and I, were friendly, nice enough. Like, I oh, yeah, and then you kept talking to her, and like remembered her name. And next time we saw her, you engaged with her again, and like that, right? Like, you, we could have just done your own thing and mm -hmm. said, "Oh, I don't need to talk to this yeah. person," but you were kind, yeah. and I think that makes a difference. And this is kind of irrelevant, but also like related to the thing that we talked about last, um, last recording or mm. uh, episode, episode yeah. <laughs> um, about how like you can just exist and like do your duty, like in your job or like whatever it might be. And, and actually make an, a difference in terms of Krishna consciousness by just being exemplary. Right. So yeah, like, yeah. like for example, account, the accountant that we keep talking about, like he might not be able to talk about Krishna, but if he's just like such a great person, like someone might ask him like, Hey, how are you so peaceful? Yeah. Right. And then he's like, yeah. well, you know, I meditate, I, chant, I, yeah. I do all these things. And like, and then that might bring someone else to Krishna consciousness. So actually just right. by trying our best to be these kinds of people, right? right. These compassionate, loving uh, people who do mm. service, who are all these things. And we are actually being a great way of, of connecting to others and doing devotional service. Right, you know, right. Thank you for that that story. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else on text number seven? Just in Let's the purport, see. it kind of reiterates it is in a really nice way. So one who's on the path of liberation through Krishna consciousness is very dear to every living being and every living being is dear to him. And it's due to his Krishna consciousness because someone like this, a person at this level cannot think of any living being as separate from Krishna, just as the leaves and the branches of a tree are not separate from the tree. So he knows really well that by pouring water on the root of a tree, the water will be distributed to all the leaves and branches. I love that. Yeah. Then it kind of breaks it down to, and it says, uh, one who works in Krishna consciousness uh, is pure in consciousness. And then that his mind is controlled because his mind is controlled. His senses are controlled. Yeah. Because a mind is not change of being deviated from Krishna. He does not like to hear uh, other topics except Krishna. And so like, there's kind of all these lines, like being in Krishna consciousness helps you control your mind, control your senses mm -hmm. and like be focused on what your ultimate goal is. Right. Yes. And, and be this personality that then everyone will be attracted to being around. Cause it's like, you know, those people, it's like, ah, something about their presence makes me feel really X, Y, and Z, peaceful, mm -hmm. right. happy, inspired. And I love this concept here. It says, because one who works in Krishna consciousness is servant to all. He is very dear to everyone. And this is the concept of we're supposed to be servant of the servant of the servant. And we talked about this. Yeah, we talked about this in some of the beginning episodes, how initially one might have a recoil effect of like, ooh, ooh servant, ooh. I don't want to be a servant. Anyone servant? Nah, but we're going to have to serve something. And yeah. most of the times, people who don't try to practice some type of meditation are serving their senses, their minds. They're just chasing their senses left and right. We're serving our bosses. We're always in the state of serving something. But it's through this relationship of serving the ultimate supreme being that we're going to gain even more than you can imagine. Now, we shouldn't do it because we know we're going to gain stuff. We do it out of love, but it's kind of like that kid who 
selflessly does something for his mother that the mother will want to do so much more for the child rather right. than if the kid, okay, mom, I want the keys to your car. And she's like, oh, again, what do you want now? She right. knows that the kid's it's always just taking, taking, taking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some, some people might ask, but why serve Krishna? Right. Like Good that's, question. that's a question mm. that some people have poised. And I think that if you are already a servant of so many others, right, like of your parents, siblings, your boss, boss. and all these things, like those are all temporary. Those are all material. Like if you believe in reincarnation, if you have a little faith about God existing, right. why not serve the one supreme eternal, right? Who's guaranteeing you uh, a, a heavenly place that you will never have to suffer and all these things, right. right? And and through that mentality, it might not be the best mentality to have because at first you're just like, well, I just don't want to suffer, right? Like, I just don't want to suffer. And that might be your first in, which is valid. But then ultimately you start falling in love. Yeah. You'll mm-hmm. start falling in love and seeing that like, wow, this God is amazing. Yeah. And, and guys, don't take it from us. Don't take it just on face yeah. value of us talking about falling in love with Krishna. And don't like, don't, you don't have to believe us. I, I would say like practically try this out in your life. What, yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. devotional service means to you. Like there are methods like chanting and kirtan and like congregational singing and like eating prashad, which is things that are offered to Krishna, offering mm-hmm. flowers. Like try this whole system out, right? I'm always like, don't knock until you try it type yes. of deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and yes, then yes. you kind of sort of taste that honey. And yeah. you know, this analogy of watering the tree can be applied to Priya. You asked the question that one might think, why serve Krishna though? I don't think they were saying it in this exact way in the purport, but it still applies when you say, okay, uh, just as the leaves and branches of a tree are not separate from the tree, so one knows very well that by pouring water on the root of the tree, the water will be destroyed Distributed to all the leaves and branches. So Krishna is the root. And if we serve Krishna, all of our other needs, desires, uh, yearnings, everything falls into place because he's the root of the tree. And we're just trying to satisfy the branches at the very top or the skimpy leaves. That's not going to deeply satisfy our soul. But if we water the root, the essence, and dedicate time to Krishna and service and loving him, then everything will be watered. Yeah, that's lovely. And so going back to the text, um, I just want to say like us trying to become these pure souls this that, that are Ooh, controlling the yeah. minds and the senses and like working in devotion and all of this and everyone is dear to him and every and uh, he's dear to everyone. Like it shouldn't be a matter of like popularity or like I want everyone to like me, so I'm mm-hmm. going to try to yeah. do all these things. It's not a matter of like, oh, everyone likes me. It's actually more so that you develop the right qualities so everyone feels really comfortable around right. you. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's not really the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is kind of in the last sentence. Um, it's like such a man is never entangled, right? Like this, all the things that we do after that, they're not... Exactly. Uh, creating more <clears throat> bad or good yeah, karma. Right? Cause imagine you're just like an angry person, no matter who you talk to, whether it's your, your, your mother-in-law or your, your, your sisters or your cousins or whatever. Right. If you are just angry all the time, you are creating more bad karma yeah. as you go through your life. You're right? hurting their feelings yes. and then that's creating a negative feeling in their heart. Yes. And then like all these things happen from it. And then you have to be born again, knowing them in some capacity yes. and then having to either make up for that or experience or the inverse. experience that anger right. yourself. Yeah. Well, that's an important point, Priya, that you highlighted that this text is not saying 
I'm just try to be close to everyone just for being close to everyone. Right. It's saying if you have these qualities and it's almost like a checklist, work in devotional service, you're a pure soul, you control your mind and senses. If you do your inner work, then you will be dear to everyone and everyone yeah. dear right. to you it's as a, a byproduct. It's a process. As, yes. a, as you said, yeah, as a byproduct, that's good. It's a result. Yeah, you're just trying to become a better person and through right. that process. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Alrighty. So let's do text eight and nine. Yes. Shamali. A person in the divine consciousness, although engaged in seeing, hearing, touching, smelling, eating, moving about, sleeping and breathing, always knows within himself that he actually does nothing at all. Because while speaking, evacuating, receiving or opening or closing his eyes, he always knows that the only material senses are engaged with their objects. Knows that only the material senses are engaged with their objects and that he is aloof from them. Boom. So this is the answer to uh, Arjuna's question about, well, isn't inaction running to the forest? And this is very directly saying, no, we're still doing all of our duties day to day. But the inaction comes by knowing that everything, everything is connected to Krishna. So we're aloof from the good and the bad results because I'm just in my mind and heart. I'm connected to Krishna and I'm going about doing all of this, but with a different consciousness. Yeah, he's, they're aloof to like the senses. Like right. they're not, they're not focusing on their, like they're still living and they're still doing all the things, right? Like sleeping, mm -hmm. eating, right. all of those things. But it's like, that's not their first and priority they're not their only priority because they understand that this is just a means to an end right right like you can have a pure devotee or someone who's just totally um interested in satisfying their senses on the outside they could be doing the same exact thing day to day but there could be oceans apart in their mindset and yes. it's all about the mindset yeah i think it's also like coming back to chapter two where we krishna really hammered in that point of we are not this body we are the soul right so like understanding that our body is doing all of these right, things right? right our senses are engaged in all of these things what krishna talks about hearing touching smelling eating i feel like we can make this into a rap song seeing hearing touching <laughs> smelling eating moving about Wait, wait, can writing. I jump on? Let's do it again yeah, yeah. from the top. Yeah, ready? Seeing, Seeing hearing, hearing, touching, smelling, smelling eating, moving about, about sleeping, sleeping, and breathing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. So, so close. That was really right? So like all of our, like someone who's basically, I think it's like someone who's smart, someone who understands this sort of bhakti yoga mindset in the divine consciousness knows that the body is doing all of these things, but he's aloof from them. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. focused on his goal. He's focused on his goal, which is Krishna. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, in the purport it says, yeah, we're going to drop that out on Spotify. On <laughs> Check it out. All uh, right. A person in Christian consciousness is pure in his existence and knows that he has nothing to do with any work which depends upon five immediate and remote causes. What are the immediate and remote causes? You have number one, the doer. Number two, the work. Three, the situation. Four, the endeavor. And five, fortune. Interesting. So yeah, regardless of the situations, the persons, the senses, everything around you, you have nothing to do with that work. You're, you're connected to something greater and deeper. They understand they're not the doer. They understand they're not actually the work. They're just, uh, what is it called? Instruments. Of right. Instruments. Right. right? So like they're not word. like the actual thing that's happening. Um, they're not affected by the situation. They understand that endeavoring is just part of like, well, whatever happens, right? Like they're right. not attached and if great fortune comes, they're equipoised. So, right, right. 
Yeah, so although it seems that he's acting with his body and senses, he's always conscious of his actual position, which is what? As an eternal servant of Krishna, which is spiritual engagement. Sweet. I like that. Anything else for... Oh, there's just one line I yeah, love. Yeah, the Krishna it. conscious person is always free, even though he appears to be engaged in affairs of the senses. So there's such freedom in this, in this whole process. You're tapping into true freedom. Oh my God. You know what's so interesting? I was at Gratitude Cafe with uh, with a friend of ours um, and one, one of the servers was actually a devotee and he came oh, up to us. Oh, yeah, one, cool. he, was, he was a devotee. He understands this philosophy and he came up to us and he's like, oh, thank God there's other devotees here. And, <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, well, you guys know what's actually going on, you know? Um, and like, he was like, I just love hanging around with devotees. And mm -hmm. he's like, like hmm. when you said the word freedom, it's like under hmm. that understanding is just so freeing, right? That's it's just so being around yeah. people who understand actually what's going on is really cool. Yeah, for more context, Cafe Gratitude is a place where it's a all vegan, vegan cafe in LA, vegan restaurant yes. in which you have to order the food by saying stuff like. I am grateful. Yeah, and grateful is the name of like a taco a salad. Yeah, yes. like, a, like an all plant-based taco <laughs> or, salad. <laughs> I am joyful and like stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I don't know, in my head, I'm just imagining this devotee working there thinking like, all oh, these people are saying all these things, but they don't really even yes. understand. Interesting. Yeah. Like the deeper reality of like our existence. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Imagine yes. all day asking people, what are you today? And I am grateful. <laughs> I am <laughs> sad. <laughs> I am whatever. I they don't have a sad. I don't, think, I don't think they do, actually. <laughs> That's hilarious. But anyways. All right. Text number 10, Priyadarshini. One who performs his duty without attachment, surrendering the results unto the Supreme Lord, is unaffected by sinful action. As... As the lotus leaf is untouched by water. Okay, so basically this oh, cool. is a reiteration of like doing your duty, don't be attached to the results. And the analogy here is that it's similar to a lotus leaf, which like sits above the water, but mm -hmm. does, right. isn't, been, isn't touched by water. What yeah. is that analogy also? It's like be of the... Of this world, of this, but... Be mm. in this world, but, but not, not of, of this world, world right? It's like understanding that all this stuff is happening. <laughs> understanding that all this stuff is happening around you, but don't be touched by you know the material world. Wait, material is it desires. of this world, but not what was the be in this in, world, but, but not, not of this world? world. Oh, yeah, okay. like like a lotus leaf is untouched by water, right? It's still sitting on top of the water, right? right. It still has to interact, but it's not right. being touched by the water. Yeah. What a conundrum. We're eternal spirit souls full of happiness, eternality, and bliss. And we're, we're engulfed or enveloped by this sack of bones that ultimately is, is, is with each day ticking and ticking, baking in the oven of time, one step closer to death. Are, you sound so poetic right now. I'm like, are you just making this up right now? Really yeah. nice. it's, it's true. It's sack of bones. And whenever you said sack of bones, I like think of like all of the Halloween decorations that are happening. It's just like sack of bones. Yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah. that's it. That's all it is. At the end of this text, it says, the conclusion is that a person without Krishna consciousness... Yes, that a person without Krishna consciousness acts according to the concept of the material body and senses. But a person in Krishna consciousness acts according to the knowledge that the body is the property of Krishna and should mm. therefore be engaged in the service of Krishna. Mm. So like a person without Krishna consciousness is just like stuck on the idea that I'm this body. Oh, right. I, how, I need to fulfill all my I, senses. I yes, need I need to eat. I need to this. But then beyond that, it's like I need to eat the finest mm. foods. I need to try all the food in the world. Like mm. all these things kind of yeah. we can engage in. My eyes in. need to see all the places. 
I need to hear all the best music. Yes. And yeah. stuff. You know, I saw a picture ages ago of a man with a crinkly face and sparkly eyes. And there was a little caption to that. And he was saying that he had to buy a bottle of water that was, I don't know, ridiculous price. And he said, but my Lord, my Lord has given me all of the water and doesn't ask for anything in return. He's mm. given me life, my body. So Krishna gives us so much and he just wants you to turn to him and take one step towards him. Yeah. Uh, going mm-hmm. back to the verse for a second is like one who performs this duty without attachment, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then it says surrendering the results onto the Supreme Lord. Mm-hmm. So giving everything, whether it's good or bad, being like, hey, this is yours, Krishna. Like, you know? yeah, like, oh, I got this promotion. This is Krishna's doing. Yes. Right. Like that's yes. kind of what like, it means. Yeah. Like it, when uh, my mom, like if I won a spelling bee when I was a kid, I came home with a little trophy. <laughs> I was like, look, mama, look, mom, I got a trophy. And she's like, that's not yours. That's Krishna. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, In yeah. a nicer way. In a nicer yes. way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell yes, my mom yes. to say it in a nice way. <laughs> but like literally saying like, you know, like Krishna is our talent. Krishna is our speech. Mm-hmm. Krishna is our ability to do things. Right. And so whatever f- good and bad things that come out of what we're doing, our actions, mm-hmm. just give that all back to the Lord. Right, yeah. right. There's one part of the purport that kind of connects to what you're saying, Shama, that about giving it back to the Lord. Everyone's, mat- everyone, oh. Even one's, oh my there we go. God, there we go. <laughs> Third try. Get it, girl. Even one's material body. <laughs> you got this, you got this. Being a gift of the Lord for carrying out a particular type of action. Oh, I love that. Gift of the Lord for carrying out a particular type of action can be engaged in Krishna consciousness. It is beyond the contamination by sinful reactions, exactly as the lotus leaf remains in the water, that it, but yet it's not wet. So, right. Uh, we can be above the dualities, the bad and good results of actions in this world. <laughs> and it's so also like funny, it's also yeah. like the the water underneath the lotus leaf is like dirty, right? Yeah, you have it to can remember. be. It can mm-hmm. be swampy. It can be filled with contaminants, and, and it still grows, right, right? right? And it grows, I think, protected, right? Like with the little pot and then it finally opens yeah. and it's like not touching any of the dirt. Right? And it's gorgeous. Right, and yeah. like they say, the, the the it's in the water, but it's not wet. So we can be in this world, but not filled by... You two keep giving each other looks and laughing and I sound like a fool just checking into <laughs> no, my yeah, no, 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 you're doing There's great. also <laughs> snakes in the water. There's pollutants in the water. If it's a California ocean, it's just like all of this bad stuff that could be in the water. But the lotus leaf is not part of all of that bad right, contaminated right. stuff. So meaning, in- meaning if we are detached, if we are surrendered, if we are unaffected by sinful action... No, we are unaffected by sinful action. So if we are detached and we are surrendered, we're unaffected by sinful action, just like a lotus leaf is unaffected by the dirt, the dirty dirty water water underneath it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And the, the big thing that our body being a gift from Krishna, from the Lord, to carry out a particular type of action. I love that because everyone's coming to this world with a unique particular set of attributes to dedicate. So you have a particular dharma, a particular action or duty that only you can perform with your unique flavor. So engage it, find what it is and channel it. Yes. All right. All right, text 11, <clears throat> Shamasangita. The yogis abandoning attachment act with body, mind, intelligence, and even with the senses only mm. for the purpose purpose of purification. 
So the yogis, mm. is that people trying to get closer to Krishna? That's all of us listening all, to the podcast. I mean, we're trying. We're trying to be the modern yogis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Abandoning attachment, which we talked about. Act with body, mind, intelligence, and even the senses for the purpose of purification. So we still have to use our body, our, our ears, to to listen to this podcast. Yeah, I mean. Our fingers to press Spotify or <laughs> Apple Music or whatever, yes. wherever you listen to this podcast, right? We still yeah. need to do that. And the coolest thing about Krishna consciousness, and I think it's something that Prabhupada shared many times, it's like this movement is all about dancing, eating, listening, like almost all our senses are fulfilled, if not all in doing something for Krishna with Krishna and along those lines. Yes. Right? Like when you're eating, mm -hmm. you can eat food that it's been offered or that has been sanctified or what, however you want to say yeah. that yep. for Krishna to Krishna. And, and when you are listening, you can listen to class, podcasts, uh, kirtans, whatever it might be. And uh, when you're speaking, you can share with others things you've learned on the podcast, the yeah. modern yogi and, yes. <laughs> and stuff like that. So like, that's a great movement. In that which was us suggesting you should share with your friends stuff about the <laughs> yes. modern yogi. Just going to say it directly. Please send a link to everyone that you know, all your friends, <laughs> All your questions twice <laughs> removed, all your bosses, everybody. <laughs> no, it's yeah. true. It's, it's To your point, Priya, you're right. It's 100%. This beautiful philosophy that Prabhupada has laid out for us, we can engage all of our, bide, our, our, sorry, our body, our mind, and all of our senses for devotional service. Yeah. Right. And if we do that, I love how it says in the purport, then if you engage all of that, you're a liberated person, even within this material world. And, you know, it almost gives kind of a checklist running on after that. It says he has no false ego. He doesn't believe that he's this material body or that he possesses the body because we know that this body ultimately doesn't even belong to us. It's been given to us by God, by Krishna. So the body too belongs to Krishna. So thus we need to apply everything produced of the body, mind, intelligence, words, life, wealth, etc., whatever we might have in our possession into Krishna's service. And that's how we dovetail it with Krishna consciousness. Dovetail. Good one. Yeah. So Good we work. know we're one with Krishna. We're devoid of our false ego. There we go. Anything else? It's the same message we've been hearing and mm -hmm. Prabhupada and Krishna are just repeating it so that we remember, so that it sticks in our minds. Because honestly, I, I took this saying from Shama Sangeeta, but I'm a goldfish. Tell me more. I forget things really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I Your short-term memory is bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it really is. So um, it's nice that it's being repeated so yes. that we can keep seeing yes. it. The more we see it, the more we hear it, the more we remember it. Yes. So That's detachment. Krishna, and Krishna knew that in this age of Kali Yuga, everyone was going to have a goldfish memory. <laughs> and so he like, he like did this 5,000 years ago. But yeah. he knew that everyone was going to have a crappy memory. I so know. he's hammering in every single one of these points. And clarifying to the, the, the deepest extent. Yes. So we can leave reading this book without any doubts. Yes, 100%. All right. Mm. Text 12, Shamali. Yeah. The steadily devoted soul attains unadulterated peace because he offers the results of all activities to me, capital me, Krishna says. Whereas a person who is not in union with the divine, who is greedy for the fruits of his labor, become entangled. Mm. Okay, oh. let's bring that down. Peace is the goal. Right, and, right. And in order to have peace, you have to be devoted to Krishna. 
Right. So the difference between a person in Krishna consciousness and one who's like kind of very attached to the body and on that platform and very just conscious about temporary things is that one is attached to Krishna, whereas the other is attached to the results of his activities. And if you're attached so much to the result, you're never going to find peace. Ah, you're going to be so it's kind of like someone, wind. someone like, okay, maybe they're a little materialistic, but they also like go to the temple and they're like, Krishna, please give me. or something, right? Like, oh, Krishna, please find me a a spouse or whatever. But they're not really attached to the devotional service. They're only attached to results of what they're looking for. And that's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. He's greedy for the fruits. Oh, Mm -hmm. good use of the word greedy here. In the Bhagavatam, (laughs) they say the cause of anxiety is really over the results of an activity is when one's functioning in the concept of duality. So we kind of function with like, if something good happens, I'm happy. If something bad happens, I'm sad. And I'm so attached to the results and it's me, me, me doing it all. And we don't, we're not functioning in line with what's Krishna's plan. So if something bad happens, maybe that was part of the plan. And there's a reason or a deeper meaning behind that. If something good happens, great, but good, bad, who's to say? (laughs) say? So yeah, in Krishna consciousness, there is no duality. That's a powerful line here in the purport. I'm going to say that again. In Krishna consciousness, there is no duality. Everything's good because everything is going to either be a lesson of growth and bring us closer to Krishna, or if it's good, okay, good, but I'm going to be equipoise and just keep serving Krishna because that's the creme de la creme. That'll be the highest. All right. That was beautifully said, Shamali. And that <laughs> wraps up our episode 30th. today. Our 30th, 30th episode. Ladies, I just want to say this has been a beautiful journey with you guys and with our listeners. Yeah, yes. likewise. It's been a lot of fun. And we hope to join. We, uh, we hope you join us yeah. for 30 more and then 30 more after that. And then 30 <laughs> get as we to, grow old yes. together. <laughs> I love that. As we finish the Bhagavad Gita and then we'll see what other journeys come ahead. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. So, thank beautiful. you for listening, everybody. See you soon. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Hello, beautiful souls. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to share a link to our podcast at Modern Yogi Podcast with all your friends, families, and long lost cousins. And if you have any questions at all, send us a DM on Instagram at Modern Yogi Podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you for listening to The The Modern Modern Yogi. Yogi.